Amen. Well, we started a series last week called Right Words. You want to turn over to Hebrews 10.23. We'll start there. Hebrews 10.23. Hebrews 10.23. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. In the Amplified Classic, it says, so let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable or sure and and faithful to his word. Notice it says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope which we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. Now in context, he's talking about the faith, believing God, accepting Jesus. Uh, These Christians were being pressured to let go of that. They had a lot of uh, pressure at this time. But notice it says here that we're to hold fast our confession. We're to hold fast our acknowledgement of what we believe. And this is the same in every area, not just believing on Jesus, whatever his, Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. So yes, you believe him for salvation. Well, what is salvation? Yes, it's the renewal, or the, the recreation of the spirit. But it's, salvation is a big word. Salvation is everything that you need to lead a successful life. God has provided everything that we need in Jesus. Amen. Everything. And how do we lay hold of that? We need to take and seize and don't move from our confession of it and our acknowledgement of what we believe, what's true. What is ours in God through Christ? We have to say what is what he said and hold fast to it. We need to say the right things, not acknowledge things that are contrary to the word. Uh, In the New Living Translation, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us hold tightly without wavering. What's wavering? Well, what, what does a wave do? A wave goes up and down, you know, as it moves through the water. The wave's going through the water. The water's, you know, just going with the wave, but it's, it's going around. If it's really stormy, the wave, the water's going everywhere. What is wavering? It's going over here. It's going over here. It's up. And then it's down. Well, it's an awesome day. It's going to be great. And then at 8.30, what is going on? This is horrible. You know, that's up and down. And then, ooh, had some coffee, so now I'm feeling good again. And, <laughs> and then when that wears off, you know, oh, man. So many more hours left, and they said, what? I got an email about what? And then, you know, have another shot of something, and then I'm good? No. We shouldn't be up and down and all over the place. And day to day, it says, let let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Uh, In the New International, 
version, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. In the God's Word translation, I like this one in particular, it says, We must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. We need to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. In other words, we say what we believe based on the Word of God, what God said is truth. Speak it, but then don't move from it. Don't say what the Word says, and then the next minute we're saying contradictory things. Say what the Word says and hold to it. And hold to it. Uh, we read Revelation 12, verse 10. Let's, let's look at that quick. Revelation 12, verses 10 and 11. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren, brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. So the, the blood of the Lamb was necessary. and We can't do what Jesus did. We can't take his, his place. We can't do his part. If he didn't die, if he didn't make a way, if he didn't give us authority, then we can talk all we want. It's not going to do anything. But the fact is, he has, uh, by his death, burial, and resurrection, through the shedding of his blood and our belief on what he did, uh, he has made it possible for us to receive all that he has done for us. And so then we have to act on it. And so it says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, he made it possible, and by the word of their testimony. So notice they said something, they're speaking something, and then it says, and they did not love their lives to the death. In the Amplified Bible, verse 11 says, and they, over, they have overcome or conquered him, that's Satan, by means of the blood of the Lamb and by the utterance of their testimony. By the utterance of their testimony. Your testimony, believing what God has said. You can have a testimony. Now, you can have testimony historically. Something happened, you know, how God brought you through. But you can be, you can, your testimony, you can have a testimony right now about the future. You can say, I, this, is, this is what I say is going to happen. You can write your own story. This is how it's going to go down. This is how it's going to happen. And it needs to be based on God's word. It needs to be based on what he's done. In other words, you don't make something up that's not based on God's word. You need, it says, you know, we read previously, he who made the promise is faithful. Well, what are we believing? What, are we, what promise are we basing and staking our, our hope and expectation on it? But notice it says it's, it's by the blood of the lamb and the utterance of their testimony. In the message, I'm going to read verses 10 and 11. They're kind of together here. It says, Salvation and power are established. Kingdom of our God, authority of his Messiah, the accuser of our brothers and sisters thrown out, who accused them day and night before God. They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the bold word of their witness. By the bold word of their witness. 
So what we say is very, very important. What we say, what our words that we say and that the things that we believe and speak out of our mouth are going, to determine, are going to determine where we go. Now, it starts with our thoughts, what you think on all the time. Um, you're going to believe, and what you believe is going to come out of your mouth, and what you say. And we said last week, what, our confession, when we say hold fast your confession, when we talk about the right words, words can be spoken, they can be written, texted. They go through your mind all the time. You, in other words, you are confessing, and I am confessing something in our head all the time about situations. Something happens to you, and there are words going through our head about what that means. You may read something, a, a news article, and there are words going in, co commentary going through your head, commenting on what that means to you. They can be words of fear. Oh, you know, you read something, and in your mind, you know, maybe not sp speak it out, but in your mind, you're, you, it can come, oh man, oh no, this, this means such and such for, for this, this area of my life. What am I going to do? You may not vocalize it, but those words, that's a form of confession. It's Speaking it out is so important. We're, we're focusing on that. But I want us to get on the same page as far as words. If you're just, if you're thinking, we say thinking, but really you can be verbalizing things in your mind. It's just not coming out of your mouth, but the effect on you is the same. And if you are speaking negative things in your head and thinking, well, I just won't let them out of my mouth, that only goes so far because they will go out of your mouth eventually. But it's not like magic. If you constantly have this, these words going in your head that are negative, 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 we call them thoughts, they're thoughts, but it, they, they sound just like you talking. And so your confession, you may not say it out of your mouth, no, I don't see this condition ever going away, but in your mind you're thinking, what, it's not there yet? And it's a confession, it's a form of confession. We need to get rid of having two of them. One that agrees with God and one that doesn't agree with God because that's wavering. You may, you, you, know, every, you may have everybody around you fooled. Well, they never say the wrong thing. Yeah, but what's, what's the self-talk? What if they could just tune into that channel that only you hear? You know? You know, sometimes you have the television shows or sports shows, you know, they got a mic somewhere and people don't realize it's on. And then they get, you know, they hear something and, or, you know, what the people are saying on the field and, you get an idea of what, what's really going on. Well, uh, you may have a poker face. And if we could tap into what is that other channel going on, it might tell a different story. Now, I'm not pointing any fingers at you. Somebody said it like this. A friend of mine, uh, he, he said, you know, if I'm pointing a finger at you, he goes, that's three pointing back at me and, and four if you have a curly thumb. He said, I have, he had a friend that had, you know, one of those bendy thumbs. So he goes, if I'm doing this, you know, I got four pointing at me. So no, we're not, we're all in this together. We all are human. We all are dealing with this earth and this, this world system. Thank God we're not of the world, but we're in it. And we got, we have the word of God and the spirit of God inside of us and we can overcome. But we need to agree with that and we need to acknowledge it and we need to say what God said. We need to speak His Word. 
We need to make sure we are speaking His Word. Matthew 12, 20, uh, 33. Can you put that up? Matthew 12, 33. <clears throat> this part is really what I, getting into what I want to focus on tonight. Matthew 12, 33 says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brother vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Anybody that says Jesus was, you know, just real soft and gentle all the time, you need to be more like Jesus, has not read the Bible. Now, he walked in love all the time, don't get me wrong. He always walked in love. But how many of you know walking in love doesn't always look real soft? These people that he's speaking to are hard, religious people that think they know everything and want to kill him. So what is going to get through that kind of a shell? Not, oh... I know you're doing your best, man. I know, I, know you, I know you don't like me, but if you just got to know me, it'd be okay. Why don't we have lunch, you know? Let's go. Come on. They're just looking at him going, you're a moron, and you need to be taken out. They want to kill him. So he is coming in with something. They have this hard shell, and the only thing that has a chance of piercing that are some strong words, but they are words of love. Jesus didn't step out of love right now. Do you understand Jesus always walked in love? So right now, this is love. To say anything else is to say Jesus just lost it, and he's just mad now. Well, that's, he didn't sin. So he was always led by the Spirit, and he is walking in love, and he is calling them, he's saying, you brother vipers. He's going right in. But this, if they would listen, if, they, if, 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 if some of them would just listen and realize what's going on, they could change. Now, we see some came up to Jesus different times, and, you know, who knows? Maybe some different ones, uh, some of this got through to them. But it says, How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure uh, brings forth evil things. But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give a, an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. By your words you will be justified, declared righteous, declared right. Or by your words you'll be condemned. Our words, I mean we see this all the time in the world. People say certain things, they'll email certain things, and... And it'll be used as evidence. Did you say this or not? Well, yes, they said it. If there's witnesses, if you send a letter, that those are words. And, and you can be acquitted, or, which is the same thing, acquitted. In, in, in fact, different translations in different places where justified Jews, it's acquitted. You're justified, you're declared righteous. That's what acquit is. Or you can be condemned. You know, it looks all good until, oh, wait, they, they, they get this testimony and, yeah, they did say such and such. Or they find a letter, smoking gun. Well, we know this just even in the natural. But as we go through life, we're talking about right words. We're talking about uh, saying the right thing. The, the words we speak can either acquit us or they can condemn us. They can give the enemy zero access, or they can give him access to start working in our life. See, we're talking about right words. Right words are the words God would have you speak, always. 
always. If you ever think, well, what's the right word to say? Well, what would God do? What? Because he's in us. And you know how, you know, we, we, we have the word of God to guide us and lead us. But at any time, if we'll just be more aware of God on the inside of us, if we'll be aware of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, we become more God inside minded. When you're speaking to somebody, if you'll be conscious of the fact the Spirit of God is inside me right now, and he's listening to everything I'm saying, and he is... I mean, he didn't go away. He never goes away. The Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. When we talk about that, thank God he's always here to help us and to guide us. He is here when we're having a conversation at any point with whoever. He never leaves. If we will become more conscious of that fact, it will help us to say the right thing. It'll help us not to say the wrong thing. It's not, I'm not saying this is easy all the time. And none of us claim to arrive, but if we'll become more conscious of God on the inside, we can come up. We can go higher. So if, if you're having a conversation with somebody, if, you'll be more, if, you'll, if we'll become more conscious of the fact, I'm, I'm talking to this person, but God himself is with me right now. He's in the room. There is never a time you have a conversation where he doesn't hear it. That can be a sobering thought. Well, you know, they're not a Christian, so I can let them have it. No. I know, I mean, that's easy to think that way, that somehow, you know, we're just, we're, we're never away from his presence. And we're never, I mean, Satan is always looking for something that he can grab onto and, and use against us. He is, it is, it is a court. Do you, if we don't realize that, we need to awaken to the fact that there are legalities involved in walking on this earth. Satan is looking for you to say something that he can come back and, and, and trip you up with. Now, we shouldn't get in fear about it, but we need to become more conscious of it. We need to understand that our words can justify us. We can, our words, what we need to do is a, a get, say words that agree with the greater one that's on the inside of us. So you're in, a, you're in a situation that doesn't look good. The last thing we want to do is start speaking out words that, like, like he's not there. It may look like he's not there. It may look like it's bad. It may look like, how are we going to get through this? But the fact is, he's right here. He is right here in the room with you. And if we speak words, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Man. I have no clue how to figure this out. Well, okay, maybe that's true. But he knows. And, and saying the opposite is just acting like he's not here. And so if we'll start understanding and start saying, out, wait, wait, wait. I may not see anything, but he's here. I'm going to act like he's here. See, you know, imagine you are solving a problem. You know, I have a background in software, and I can tell you over and over and over throughout the years, there's so many times where I bump up against a problem, you know, and you, you hit different types of problems. You may have no clue where it's coming from, and it can look like a symptom of one area, you know, of the software, and it's not anywhere near. It's just something over here that manifested over here, and I look at it and say, I don't have, in the natural, any clue how to do this. But over and over, James 1.5 is your friend. Everybody know James 1.5? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And I would pray that prayer and just believe God. Lord, I ask you for wisdom. 
you're here, please show me. And so I would walk through and just start looking. Well, I don't, you know, at the beginning, sometimes I would, act, I would just think, like, you know, somehow it's just going to drop on me like a bomb. I'm just sitting there looking and like, oh, you know, almost like a mystical, it's going to, it's over here. But the more I got into it, I realized you act like he answered you. You start acting like you start taking steps. Well, I'm looking over here in this file. I'm looking over here and just start going through. And boy, sometimes boom, boom. And I'd see, oh, over here. And it was get over it. Well, no, sometimes you're just working through it and, you know, it'd be a while, but you get through it. But what I was going to say initially, you know, if you're, if you're sitting, I, I, there's times when, you don't know a particular area, and this is the true in every area, you know, some, uh, when you're working for a company or, or, or working for different areas, maybe somebody knows something more about an area than you do. You know, it could be in a, in a, a bank or any area. You know what I'm talking about? There's somebody on the team that knows more. And let's say you don't know. Like there are certain areas, I, I don't know what's going on in this part of the software, but so-and-so, that's their, that's their area that they work on all the time, and I'm pulling them over, so they're at my desk, and we're just looking at the code and it's getting two eyeballs on it and just seeing if we can, you know, look at it. Well, if I act like they're just not there and I'm talking like, I don't see this and, and, and I'm just going on and talking to myself like they're not sitting there, what's the point of that? And what does that make them feel like? Why are they spending their afternoon next to my desk if I'm not going to, like, pull on them? I have somebody that knows more about it, and I'm acting like I don't have that help. It would be a lot wiser if I just maybe, you know, at, worked with them and, well, I don't know about this, you know about this, hey, I have this idea, and talk and converse with them. And speak as if they are there, because they are, well, you say nobody would be that dumb in the natural, I mean, well, maybe, maybe they would, maybe they won't, I don't know, the jury's out. But in the spiritual, people do it all the time because I, every one of us has the Spirit of God living in us right now, and I guarantee you every one of us has acted and spoken like he is not in the room and said things that we didn't need to say and said things that, that don't line up with the Word of God. We're acting like we don't have any help, and, the, and God who knows everything is right there going, I know what the answer is right here it's right here what is the what is the what is the um issues the wrong word but you know the question is how how we're gonna just get it or not even questions not the right word but it's the process of getting it from him in his knowledge up to your mind to where you can act on it being led by the spirit so that you can act on it in the real world amen like actually on a problem that you need to solve, not, you know, on some hypothetical thing while you're sitting in your room praying. Thank God for prayer, but I mean, we need uh, on, uh, we're working on something and it's hitting us and to be like, God, I know you know this answer. Well, act like it, say it, speak like it. Don't say, I don't know. Don't say, I, I have no clue. Say, God, I know you have this and start acting like, you know what, uh, that he's going to help us and, and that we can move forward. So we read uh, verse 37, Matthew 12, 37, By your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. Proverbs 18, 21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life 
are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. They who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. Uh, what we say is going to have an effect one way or the other. It can go to life, it can go to acquittal, it can go to justification, or it can go to condemning. It can go to death. Our tongue is powerful. Mark 11, uh, 23 says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. As we say it, that's what we're going to have. That's what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 30.19 Deuteronomy 30.19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. Does that sound like what we just read? Well, he said, I, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, this, of course, is acting on the word. Well, part of acting on the word is speaking the word. We have a choice. We have a choice to say words that are godly or words that are Evil. Now, evil words, now people would think of certain words as, well, those are definitely evil. But evil words are anything that disagree with God. If God says something about us and our situation in the Word, and we speak something contradictory, that is evil. It's inspired by the enemy. Who would tell you, to, who would help you to say something that contradicts what God has said? That we, have a, we have an enemy. His name is Satan. He goes about seeking whom he may devour. He is looking for access. So who would help you to say words that are contradictory to God? It, Satan will, will prompt you, will help you. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just try to get you to think it doesn't matter. Try to pressure you to say things that are evil, uh, that are against God's word. Those are evil words. But it says here that, to, that God has set before us life and death. We can choose. You know we can choose the words we say. In any situation, we choose. So I just, I mean, I couldn't help it. I just had to say that. It may have felt like we couldn't help it. I'm sure we've all been in situations where we, we, it just felt like it was too much. I couldn't help but say such and such. But the truth is, we can help it. We can agree with him. And again, the more conscious of God we are in situations, it will slow the situation down. And if we practice it, it will get slower. Now, say it like this. 
There may be times where we have said the, we've had the wrong reaction to situations. Somebody says X and before we even know what's happening, we, we blurted out something. We know we shouldn't have said it. We can see by the reaction on their face we shouldn't have said it. We know that this isn't going to go well, but we already said it. But if we'll start renewing our mind and start being more conscious of God on the inside, something will be said or some situation will be there. But if we'll endeavor to start acting on the Word, the time between when we are prompted or tempted to say something and the time we say something, we'll start, it's not like it really elongates, but it's almost like it starts going in slow motion. Have you ever learned a skill, you know, maybe in sports, maybe musically or something, and when you started trying to learn it to do it at full speed, it, said, it seemed like that's impossible. I cannot do it. It goes by so fast. Have you ever, you may have listened to a song or you, you, you know, something um, or, or a sports drill or, or some other activity where it seemed like it was coming by so quick you just couldn't decipher. But you know what, if you look at it again and you look at it again, pretty soon you know what's coming and it starts to seem like it slows down. It, it does. If you've, is, does anybody know what I'm talking about? If you ever practiced, you know, I don't know. There's all kinds of activities where you start to get ahead of it because your brain's starting to get used to things. So you start seeing kind of ahead. So even though that, that period of time seemed like, man, I just don't know how I'm ever going to react. It's almost like you're in a different dimension. You can start seeing the gaps. You can start preparing for the next thing. And this is what happens. This is the way I can describe it. When you start endeavoring to do the word, you may catch it. If you don't try to catch it at all, it'll just keep happening the same way. You'll say the word, it'll be too late. Say the word, too late. But if you say, but you're conscious, you say it, but you catch yourself afterwards, even if it's a minute afterwards, something's happening that's going in your being to where when it happens again, you may not catch it again, but when you do, it's closer. It's shrunk. And then something happens again, and you're, you almost stop it, but you say it anyway. But then it's like the next, something happens, because you're conscious. You know why? The Spirit of God's going to help us. And He's prompting us. And you, you are, something is, is happening, and... It's, it is. It's almost like it slows down to where you're going towards saying the same thing, but you back off and you stop, and the opportunity goes by and you don't say it. And it can come, become to where I, I'm changing, I'm choosing to say life. You know, life can be just shut up, not say anything. Sometimes life is don't say anything. You could say one word, the wrong word, and it just blow things up. You could say, even if you tried to say the right word, just saying something in that situation is the wrong thing. Sometimes just saying nothing is absolutely what you need to do. Just not even, just let it pass. There are times when just letting it pass is the absolutely best thing you could ever do. Because you didn't even acknowledge it, you acted like it didn't happen, and you just keep on going. But God said He has set before us life and death. 
And part of this is in the words we choose. We choose our actions, we choose our words. And the more we come, become conscious of that, we can start choosing the right things to say and bypass the wrong things. James 3, verse 1. <clears throat> James 3, verse 1, let's read this. James, is a, James will slap you upside the head. If you've ever read through James, you want a good spanking, just go read James. You think you're doing real well? Go read James, and James will let you know where you're at. Now, the whole Word of God will, but James is... Anyway, verse 1. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. See, right away. You think you're good? You can speak? Well you get in a stricter judgment. So, Verse 2, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, also or able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that may, they may obey us and turn their whole body. Look at verse 2 again as we're going into this. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man or mature man. Notice, it's talking about words as being a measure of maturity. What you actually say, and you can think you're all, we're all spiritual, but then if we're always saying the wrong thing, we're not quite as spiritual as we thought we were. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man also are able also to bridle the whole body. In other words, if we can control our mouth, we can control our body. This is potent. If we can control what we say, notice, we no, notice what we read earlier, by your words you're going to be justified, by your words you can be condemned. Pa we're, uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. God said He set before us life and death, and we choose. Here it's saying, if you can control your words, if you can say the right words, learn to say the right things, number one, you're mature. Number two, you're able to bridle the whole body. In other words, what you say can control where you're going to go. Verse 3, indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body, little bit, a little bit in their, their mouth, and that we can turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Also they, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Notice that. Big ship, pilot doesn't go, I don't know. It just turned there. I don't know. It's a big ship, you know. I can't control it. No, the, it's a big ship, but the pilot is deciding where to go, and how is he doing that? He's controlling a little piece of the ship called a rudder that turns the whole thing. Now, if the, if the pilot was just going, well, I don't know, we just ended up here. I don't know how we got here. Well, we know how we got there. The ship, the ship went there for a reason, and that's because the rudder was pointing, making it go in that direction. Sobering thought... Wherever we are in life, somehow we pointed our tongue in this direction, our confession, the things that we're telling ourselves, and we're ending up in the consequence of that. 
Now, that can be good, that can be like, uh, it's probably a mixture of the, of the both for, for, for most of us. But the good news is, there's, as long as we're still breathing, there's hope and there's life and we can say the right thing. And if we don't like where we're going, guess what? We have the control. We can change it. Amen. We can say the right thing and it can change it. What if we've been saying the wrong words? Well, we can change it and start saying the right words. Whose choice is that? That's our choice. And guess who we have to help us? God Almighty. We can't say, well, just I wish I could do that. We can say, God, I know I've said some things I shouldn't have said. Lord, help me. Help me to start changing it. Help me to start saying the right things. Lord, I don't want to go over here. I know I don't want to go over here. Lord, I want to go in the direction you have for me. Lord, I've, I haven't bridled my tongue like I should have. I've said things I shouldn't have. Help me. Help me to come up. Help me to see what I need to see. Help me to say the right things. Lord, help me to say before I say the wrong things. Show me what to say. Help me to say them, and not just, you know, parroting them and going through the motions, but they become ingrained in me. They are coming through my head. If somebody were to sh shift on and start listening to my color commentary in my head, it would match what I'm saying on the outside, and it would be all aligned. What I'm saying on the inside, what I'm saying on the outside, is where I want to go. Hallelujah. You missed a good place to say amen there. We're going right where we need to go, and we, it's, it's up to us just, just making an adjustment. Just starting to say, overcoming the temptation to say the wrong thing, and just instead say, nope, I'm not going to say that. I am saying the right thing. I am saying where I want to go. I am not going to say the thing that's going to take me over here. And it, you might, if it like, feels like you're holding the wheel, and it's like, oh, everything in you just wants to say the other thing and you're just fighting to say no we're going here and your flesh is going we're going in the wall and you're saying no well we gotta we have to step in to believe in that god is on the inside of us and i this is the rudder and i'm not letting the rudder go over there i am not going to be condemned by these words i am coming back and saying the right thing and if you do let it fly and say the wrong thing don't get condemned don't 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 you know throw a fit just say that was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. I break the power of those words and go back and say the right words because the last thing you say is what's going to go. Did I lose somebody? Nope. Hallelujah. This is true. James said, Look also at ships, also they, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. It's little, but it controls where we're going to go. Glory to God. It's a good, I mean, it could be, oh me, or it can be, amen. I'm changing some stuff. I think we've all, it's safe to say everybody in here has said the wrong thing. At times, we all have. There isn't a human being in here that hasn't said the wrong thing. But we can go forward and we can say the right thing. We can come up. And if we miss it, we can get better. And we can keep getting better. And we can start to say our percentage of the right words can go up. If we were making a chart, it can keep just going up and up. And we can be saying the right things and enjoying the fruit of it. Amen.